When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't think Anthony Davis is going anywhere anytime soon. But Carl Towns, now that's a diff- that might be a different story. The reason that the Carl Towns thing is interesting is, is the, under the new rules, you retain Supermax rights if you're traded on your rookie contract. Yes. Now you're just stirring the pot. You're just stirring the pot. What? The ad, you know uh, he's going to have a field, you know he's going to have a field day with this? The aggreg- aggregators. The aggregators. Yeah. I'm just saying is anybody notice what's going on with Carl Towns? That's the only question. I'm not reporting anything. I just I just asked a question. And uh, based on that, <laughs> the Twin Cities went nuts. Burn it down. Oh, the Twin Cities <laughs> went nuts. Carl Anthony Towns was it Windhurst or Zach Lowe who it was said, Zach Lowe's podcast? Who, that was but, Wendy but, talking on but, the phone. That man. was Wendy. But who said Carl Anthony Towns is not in a good place with the Timberwolves now? I was saw, that Lowe originally, I, or was that Windhorst? I, I, I thought it was Windhorst. I, I think it might have been Windhorst. <laughs> but I, all I saw was the thing. Right the thing that I saw everybody freaking out over was the was Bleacher the, Report thing that popped up. The, him in a Suns jersey. Yeah. Well, right. that was yeah, and that was uh, Devin Booker. Posting like an old picture, I think of Towns wearing a okay. Devin Booker that Phoenix was, that was not, Yeah, and he was trying, but but the yeah. dead spin one was what? What was that? What did I miss? Their Bleacher Report. What did I miss? Yeah, it was just basically saying, yeah, things are not all. You know, all is not well between Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And yes, well, I, I'm glad yeah. they lost in five games. He didn't play that well. They should all be unhappy with each other. But uh, <laughs> the 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 level of panic and certainty. That uh, this led to because of the anti-Tibbs uh, crowd here was amazing. It was uh, it just yeah. it just went psychotic on Saturday, basically, right? Started Saturday late was Friday, when it, when it kind of Saturday it went. Just think of it; have been a weekday with people that, that weren't on <laughs> it. When less, when more people were on the internet than there is on a Saturday, it was fantastic, and uh, you know, it's it's just amazing. But, to but me. Like, we also got him going to the Suns. By the way. The Suns have a coach from Eastern Europe, who's uh, was the Slovenian Kokoshev. Yeah, who now he was an assistant last year in Utah or someplace. Yep, Utah. But but he's a Slovenian national coach last time around, and the Slovenian kid is the the next phenom, right? Luka Doncic. Doncic. And they hired this guy to coach the Slovenian kid if they if they going to get an opportunity to get him. Yeah, they're probably they're not trading the number one overall pick. No, because Phoenix, and they're probably not going to take DeAndre Aiden either. They're probably going to take this Luka yes, Doncic. Yes, yes, they're yeah. going to take him. So uh, the idea that uh, Devin Booker is now making it—he and by the way, one other thing I said: 
And they showed photos of Booker and Towns playing together, showing what good friends they are. Yeah, it's like they're, uh, they're college, they're former yes, college teammates. Of yes. course, they got they have a relationship outside of basketball. People. It was Who great. Cares? But the anti Tibbs crowd is just really excited about this. They think that can get rid of him, right? They I, think I, of Towns, but I, who I said guess. I said a month ago, the one guy who could get rid of Tibbs is Towns. Yeah, if he chooses to. If 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 he if he goes and, to and Glenn we're not Taylor, saying anything here, no, but no, it's if just, he goes if to Glenn he, Taylor and says, I don't want to play for him, I have no reason to believe that's true. Do you know how yeah. really how chaotic it got and how people were starting to lose their minds and just the panic that took over the Twin Cities? I know on Saturday. Judd said, "You guys, calm down." Even Judd, yeah, Judd no, that is, that's how out of hand it was. We getting. Should, you should at this be, station panic. You isn't should be even a, panicking. You should be ashamed of yourselves right. if Judd has to call you on the uh, calm down. But People, it was relaxed. Uh, it was is phenomenal. not getting traded. He's not phenomenal. getting traded. Now I, I have a. You would think this guy got exposed, got arrested for exposure in Highland Park, like Lance Rutzel did fifty years ago or something. <laughs> Dibs. I mean, it's it's just insane. I do have a question. They improved by 16 games. And he, and they neither, got beaten the playoffs by a better team. And okay. neither one of them are going anywhere. And if Jimmy Butler doesn't get hurt, they're a what, four seed, five okay. seed? If yeah. Butler, I'm not saying there's not but, trouble. But, but let me ask this question. because I, I think this could be good, by the way. What do you mean? I think this could thaw, cause... A galvanizing Thibodeau, force? No, it could cause them to have a summit here and oh, say, where the hell are we going here? Yeah. What are we doing? What they Let's should do is have out. a summit. Pibs, have yeah, a beer. Yeah. Relax. It's just yeah. basketball. Yeah. But, uh, and go yeah. get a shooter this offseason. Yes, yes, go get yeah. somebody who can get threes. But mm-hmm. answer me this, because I'm so confused about the NBA rules and contracts yeah. and trades and all that. So if Towns were, and he's so not if, going if he to be. Can, if he if, can get traded, then he can still get the Superman. If he gets he's traded team. while he's under his current deal, yeah. which okay. is his rookie contract, and he's still eligible to but get like Butler, the Superman. But like getting traded after he got that initial extended deal cannot get the what we call the supermax. Jimmy can still get the supermax because I think it's because of how long he's been in the league. I mean, he's, uh, he's okay. more of a veteran player and Got he's, it. he's already on his second contract right now as okay. we speak since mm-hmm. his rookie contract. But there's so. no it, we're going to we're going to read a lot into the fact that when Butler doesn't sign this sees this summer we're going to read a lot into that, but he's not going to sign this summer. It's no, because he, millions. It, yeah, it could, yeah, he, he can get more money if he signs his, his extension mm-hmm. next summer. Well, as, you know, at, uh, at the opts out of that, the last it's, year of his deal. Uh, it's it's fun to uh, to panic and and who can Tibbs draft that would really irritate people? Grayson Allen. Oh, that would just irritate. That would just irritate <laughs> one person. <laughs> I said. I said, if he you get, know that's, that's if you probably get Grayson Allen bad. in here, and I already got PJ Fleck, I'm never going to be able. No, to No, you can't walk away. Work till I'm 80. Come on, the work till I'm 80. I won't give up the turf. I won't give up the turf. I would love for them to draft Grayson Allen. Oh, I've been begging be for it. Yes. to be a guest on the ride with Royce. That would be so great. Yeah, that would be wonderful. At press conferences. <laughs> Hey, are Grace, as, are you as big a jackass as you come off? Which I already have a nickname. You, you, it, the nickname would be Trippy something or other. <laughs> yeah, Trippy. Mix. Or somebody. I said the Vikings want this guy too because they love people with uh, with blotches on their resume. Yep. You know, somebody says no. They already signed a kid. They already drafted a kid. But oh, boom! I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. If if this guy is available for them at twenty, I'd take Gary Trent. 
Okay. Yeah. I could, yeah. I'm that's good. a that's a dookie that I would it? take. Can he yes, shoot it? He can shoot. Okay. Skip the Vegas thing. Go to the next one. Uh. Okay. Skip, skip number two here. Go to the because we already broke down Vegas, and I got to spend some time talking about this event. The other event. Oh, I, what are we talking about? I'm, the Royal I'm, Wedding. Oh, the yes. Royal Wedding. Right. Yes, we got to talk about that. The greatest sporting event of the weekend. There is there is no Royal Wedding sound, I don't think. Oh, oh okay. Here. Well, are you here by circle? There, you don't know. need any Royal Wedding sound because I awoke at 4 a.m. and live tweeted the Royal Wedding for four hours, and I'm happy and proud to have done it. It was great. <laughs> It was terrific. Uh, as uh, everyone came rolling in, I was very disappointed in some of the commentators who didn't know who some of the celebrities were. They would, they would, the camera people would sh- uh, show somebody. American celebrities or uh, or British they'd celebrities. They show somebody, and then they the idiots wouldn't die. They were so busy babbling their nonsense uh. that they wouldn't pick up on it. But I'll tell you one thing. <clears throat> George Clooney's wife stole the show in her mustard yellow Stella McCartney dress. It was fantastic. Tall, lanky, willowy young lady. I I thought George had underachieved, considering all the tryouts that he'd uh, existed you know, through his career and auditions. Yes. But uh, boy, oh boy, she's uh, a George very landed statuesque. on his feet okay? She's a very statuesque young lady. But it was great. It was fun. It's a chuckle. And at the end, I have one big question. As I told Such, the queen, every time I see her, the queen comes in. First of all, here's what's really interesting. The queen and that poor 96-year-old guy who can barely move come up the steps. Yep, they make the march. It's a nice steps. They marched up the steps. He marched up the steps. She's 92, still going strong. But the two boys who seem to be good chums, seem to be good guys, Harry and William, and are sitting there, and she basically blows right by him. The guy's getting married. <laughs> I'm the queen. Right. I'm not stopping to give you a... You're, not, I'm you're not getting nothing out. for me. You're not, yeah, I'm the queen. I'm keeping my dignity. I'm not hugging it out with Harry, <laughs> right? Which really surprised me. But then she goes, and she sits down, and every time I see her sit down, 30 seconds later, she's in her... Handbag. Looking in her handbag. Was she grabbing tissue? I don't know. Oh, Vicodin. I, I, I put this on uh, Twitter. What the hell is she looking for? Some guy said her Copenhagen. Other guy said uh, there was a lot of responses to what the queen's looking for, but check it out. That'd Maybe, be great. Uh, every time the queen sits down, she's got to look in the purse to Maybe see what Maybe she's got a <laughs> game on on her phone. I, she's yeah, checking she the score. Be. Yeah, Maybe she's playing Force, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, Dark Fortnite. Fortnite. Maybe yeah. she's playing Fortnite. I don't know what it is. But uh, it was fun, and that is one good-looking gal. Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. Yeah, we approve. Looked very good in the dress. Yep. Very simple dress. Too much veil. I mean, too much train. Although the women down the hall said you can never have too much train. But she had train had to be 30 feet long. The best line I saw on Twitter, I forget the comedian's name, but he said, breaking news, Ginger outkicks his coverage. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, yeah. That was a great team, uh, But uh, you know who was uh, kind of heroic in the whole thing? Who? Charlie, 
uh, Prince Charles. Mm-hmm. Very, Surely. very nice to uh, very uh, to the bride, the mother of the bride, who was kind of there by herself, and he did everything to uh, try to have her uh, be feel welcome, comfortable, yeah. be welcome into the family, all that good stuff. So uh, that was fun. Hey, four hours. That's four hours. You're never getting back. I don't care. <laughs> I'm happy. I watched it while you mutts were sleeping. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was up at three thirty without an alarm. <laughs> Did you watch it? Hell no. <laughs> you were watching old deer killing deer I was, videos. Uh, I was on the road, my okay, friend. On the road. All right. Well, you missed it. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Billy Cannon watches it bounce. He takes it on his own 11. He comes back up field at the 15. Stumbles momentarily. He's at the 20. Running hard at the 25. Gets away from one man to 30. Still runs at 25. You're a kid on the Minnesota Prairie in the 1950s, right? And uh, not a lot of acts. First of all, we had one TV station. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they didn't have any games on TV, basically. Uh, you might have a Saturday afternoon college football game, some one game. And you'd have uh, one Sunday afternoon football game uh, until the AFC. You'd have, we'd get the Chicago Bears, which was really, really boring. Because they were awful. And yeah. baseball, you would get the game of the week on Saturday, and the Twins weren't around. We're talking 1958, okay, 57, 58. I became, uh, you could hear the Braves games in the afternoon on the Fairmont, Fairmont station when they played an afternoon game. So I liked the Braves because when they first came. Uh, in the summer, you could listen to their games, you know, on a, portable radio out in the lawn and then in the but at night you couldn't hear the Braves games you could hear the Cardinals games and I became on a KMOX, Cardinals fan yeah. out of KMOX and then in 57 or 8 there was college all college football games were played at 1 o'clock on Saturday afternoon okay mm-hmm. except down in the south there was a couple you'd run into and LSU played its games on Saturday nights. It's home games in Baton Rouge. And I'm not sure what the Clear Channel station was. There was one in Shreveport that was 1130. I think Baton Rouge might have had one. But you could hear it crystal clear in Fulda, Minnesota on Saturday nights. And, you know, I was 12, 13 years old. I was home listening to LSU football games. And in 1958... LSU won the national championship. They went uh, unbeaten. Paul Dietzel was the coach. He had three platoons. The white, let's see, the uh, there was the white team, the go team, and then the Chinese bandits. And there was three teams. And the Chinese bandits would come in and play defense. And uh, this was one platoon football but uh, the, they had three. They played three platoon football, and I guess we'd gone away from the one platoon football. 
Anyway, 1958, the stars, the star of those teams was a guy named Billy Cannon. He was a star running back uh, in 58, and they won the national championship. And, and you look back and look at the scores, they're like 10 to 7, and 14 to 7, and real battles. In 1959, they were rated number three, and Ole Miss was rated number one. And they played each other on Halloween night, and Billy Cannon's punt return that you just heard beat Old Miss seven to three, <laughs> and it looked like my LSU Bayou Bengals or the Tigers, as we called them, was going to win another national championship. And then the next week they got beat by your Tennessee Vols. Ah. We were very upset about that. Uh, they lost fourteen to thirteen. Uh, and slipped to third in the polls, and they ended up staying there. But Billy Cannon got voted as the Heisman Trophy winner in 1959. LSU's still LSU's only Heisman Trophy winner. Well, Billy Cannon died uh, this week, a uh, couple of days ago, at age 80, and he had a very interesting life. He had a pretty good NFL career, uh, AFL NFL career. He signed two contracts when the NFL battle was going on. He signed one with, with both, the AFL. And the signed NFL? with both the Houston Oilers and uh, the uh, Rams, I believe it was. Uh, uh, and uh, who, who signed him? Uh, some NFL team signed him, and a judge ruled in his favor, saying he was naive <laughs> and signed that he was he was allowed to go play for the AFL team and became a very good tight end. He was on some good Raiders teams as a tight end. But uh, later on, he became a dentist and out of football, and he had a gambling problem, and he also uh, ended up, the, yeah, it was the Rams that tried to uh, shortchange him, and he ended up going to the AFL. But he ended up broke in 1983 and got himself involved in a forgery ring where the some guy made $6 million worth of $100 bills, and he was in on it Ooh. with five other guys. Ended up getting sentenced to five years in prison. Oof. Spent two and a half in prison. Uh, got out in 85 or 6, and LSU really had nothing to do with him for about a decade. He went back and worked at the prison. He started a dental uh, clinic at the prison, which was basically started as a volunteer, and he kind of rehabilitated his whole uh, uh, image there by by doing that. And now, indeed, uh, they're going to put up a statue. They were in the process of putting up a statue to Billy Cannon outside their uh, their arena. I mean, outside their football stadium. And Bob Bob Pettit just got one. Uh, you know, the great player mm-hmm. for the St. Louis Hawks just mm-hmm. got one for basketball. And they're going to give uh, Billy Cannon. They were in the process of uh, developing the statue, and they're going to put up a statue. But he died at age 80. But uh, LSU football games, what I remember about them the most was the constant din in the background. It was always loud. Yes. Mm. Well, I was just looking up the attendance figures for those games. My God, they had eighty plus thousand at every oh, at yeah. every it game. Was, oh, yeah. they they loved it. Um, I uh, I never have gotten to an LSU football game a night game. I've always wanted to, but but my son, before he became a lieutenant colonel, <laughs> and he was stationed in Biloxi, oh, and he was over in New Orleans, 
And he met some people who said on a Friday night and said, we're going to the LSU football game. You want to go to an LSU football game? And they, this was uh, long before he was married. And he was, uh, mm-hmm. and there was a young lady in the group that convinced him this was a very good idea. Sure. So he went to the LSU football game with these people. And there was some tailgating involved. And he said, really remembered nothing <laughs> that occurred in the second half. He regretted nothing. The lieutenant colonel didn't put this on his resume. Got it. When, uh, Got it. Later on. But he woke up out in swampland in Cajun territory the next morning next to a big pot of booyah at like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he had a car back in New Orleans. Sure. He had he, what people that. He considered strangers now, where, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he woke up there and he said, "You got to go to an LSU football <laughs> game." You know what he had? A good time. Yes. So uh, that, all those SEC that schools. That basically man, crazy filled my image. That it, it reinforced the image that I thought that going to that an LSU fantastic. football game. Does he remember who met. they played? I don't think it was a primo game. I think it was. Might like, have been a non conference. You know, the SEC, they always sneak in that one week in the middle where they're yes, playing. Yeah, a, yeah. You uh-huh. know, some. East Carolina. Alabama, yeah. Alabama will have like. Yeah. You know. Somebody they're going to be Tennessee Tech or something. Everybody on kind of. Yeah. Before they play their arch rival, they sneak in some lousy game. And I think it was a game like yeah. that. Really but quick. What, it didn't change the no. vibe in the parking lot. No, because no, that's the one where the people that aren't on the season ticket yeah. list, that's the game they all want to go to. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. You said, what what station do you think that the city. I, I looked it up and there was an 1130 in Shreveport that was a okay. channel. That's but, the one I, I saw but, here, too. Uh, There's also. But KMOX was 11. 20, so I thought maybe when I was looking for a Cardinals game, I ran across you ran across that, that one. And, okay, and started listening to LSU football. Fantastic! But there was some big booming signal out of uh, well, hell, down there in the prairie. If you wanted to listen to rock and roll, and you know the the early rock and roll, we had to listen to some station on a Little Rock. Wow, little you know oh, Little yeah. Rock had this rock and roll station, and all the kids listened to the, this Little Rock station and. Because we couldn't get any, the WDGY and KDWB played it in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. but we couldn't get those stations. So mm. at night, you could get the Clear Channels and Worthington. That was about it. <laughs> those were our options. was still worried about what the farm prices were that day. So <laughs> anyway, Billy Cannon has died at age eighty, and uh, I love that guy because uh, he was a star. And that uh, that kick return, I posted that uh, kick return, almost identical. To Bob McNamara's, that that's a punt return for Billy Cannon. He runs through a big mob of people yeah, and goes yep, yep. almost identical to Bob McNamara's famous kickoff return in 1954 when we when the Gophers beat Iowa 22 to 20, first Gopher game I was ever at as an eight or nine year old kid. And he ran into a big mass of humanity at midfield and came out the other end <laughs> for a touchdown. As and, and this one is very remindful of that. Uh, anyway, we'll be back. Taking the ride with Royce. They're going the wrong way. He said we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? On 1500 ESPN. Every-
Everybody's All-American. They uh, was a movie Dennis Quaid was in it with Jessica Lange. Anybody remember that? Yeah, sure. I yeah. think that's kind of loosely based on the Billy Cannon character, the uh, the superstar who married his high school sweetheart, and uh, which is what Cannon did, and then ran into financial difficulties. Huh. No, I believe that's, uh, that, that's true. The station you used to listen to in Little Rock was KAAY, wasn't it? Yes, yes. That's the one we used to listen to when I was You could hear that in Mandan, too. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. Very very clearly. Yep. Right before they'd go out and drink moonshine in Mandan. (laughs) What was the song uh, that uh, I remember one day, it might have been... Birds, the word song, whatever that was. The, the surfing bird, surfing bird. Surfin bird that they played that for twenty four hours. Oh my god, really? Like that? Yeah. <laughs> that just to annoy the, parents. Wow, yeah, just that, to annoy parents. Yes, <laughs> that might be tough. Yeah. Uh, this update sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Firestone Complete Auto Care, keeping cars running newer, longer. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Paul Fenton's the new general manager of the Minnesota Wild. The 58-year-old replaces Chuck Fletcher, whose contract was not renewed. An assistant general manager in Nashville, Fenton oversaw amateur player development, managed the team's professional and amateur scouting staff, and advised the GM on player personnel decisions. A you, team, you know yeah. what I love? When you hire the number two guy, mm-hmm. then the team that ends up in hiring him, basically the boss did nothing. You know, what you, right. they, they try to give him credit for, for all, all the, the success. success. Yeah. Yes, this guy yes. did everything. Yeah, he did sake. everything. I mean, that Poil, you know, what the hell did he spend? Did he just <laughs> go to Florida and hang out on the beach or what? The team will introduce Fenton at a press conference tomorrow morning. It's like when one of the air staff here at one of the three radio stations, uh, they win a, an award. Yeah. And then the bosses for the next week and a half are replying all to each other, back slapping themselves <laughs> on what a great job we did. Keep up the good work, yeah. While you sat in your office. Well, I whenever we see one of those <laughs> awards, I say it's 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 a community around here. We all deserve it. All three stay. You know, when KS ninety five's the station of the year or whatever it is they couldn't do it without us <laughs> no god no. <laughs> no without our support across the hall uh we I think they might no probably. what we do is we build up their egos every day see? you know yes. see that's it i know a guy that took a day off from work just to receive an award wow. yes, yeah. Yeah. for a cool. different job right mm-hmm. <laughs> That doesn't pay Ron Garden and I are back in town tonight, leading his Detroit Tigers against the Twins tonight. Seasoned traveler. Jose, Jose Barrios for the Twins. Blaine Hardy pitches for the Tigers. Your Twins lineup, Dozier, Kepler, Escobar, Rosario, Garver, Morrison, Grossman DHing, uh, Adrian's at short, and Byron Buxton. You know what, Johnny? Ah. That lineup pretty much sucks. It's yep. not a very good lineup. I can't argue with you there. You're right, too. Adrianza last year I thought played really well in this year. Plus, he'll strike out for you when it's a time to drive in a yep. run. Or when you just need a fly ball. Yeah. Saints playing their home opener at CHS Field this How afternoon. How are we doing? They have taken the lead. It's now 5-3. to three. Why are they playing so early in the day, by the way? Hey, 3 o'clock. Home three o'clock opener. Is that home what opener. Oh, I suppose. Take okay. the day off work. Head on over to the ballpark. 5-3 to three Saints in the top of the 7th. They're playing the Chicago Dogs. Saints are 2-1 and one on the young season. I hate those Chicago Dogs. They're so haughty because they're an expansion team. <laughs> NBA playoff action tonight. Boston at Cleveland, 7 o'clock on this station. Celtics lead the series, two games to one. Uh, you see Beth Getz has a new gig. Yes. The former U of M interim athletic director who filled in after uh, Norwood Teague's resignation has been named athletic director at she Ball She did a really State. good job. Here. Oh, she did fine. We've got wonderful reviews from her. 
athletic director at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. Getz had been the chief operating officer at Connecticut after leaving the U. Her roots in Indiana include five years as an assistant athletic director at Butler. Wonder if it ever bothered her that they'd already made a deal with Mark Coyle before she actually got interviewed. For the uh, we don't worry about stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we don't worry about stuff like that. They basically had him wrapped up about December, but they were still interviewing Beth. That's okay, Beth. Minnesota United yesterday played to a one-to-one tie with KC Sport. You can catch out what the coach has to say during the Adrian Heath show tomorrow night, six o'clock here on fifteen hundred ESPN, and of course. You'll hear their next game right here Saturday. They play Montreal. John, we continue to get injury after injury. What the hell? Let's let's keep our boys healthy. I was reading up on that in your paper today, as a matter of fact. Brutal. They play Montreal Saturday at TCF Bank Stadium, 6.30 pre-match, 7 o'clock kickoff right here at 1500 ESPN Saturday evening. And every time one of our guys gets hurt, they replace him with a guy I never heard of. Yeah, well, of course, in a lot of cases, they're replacing a guy I never heard of. Exactly. <laughs> pretty, pretty much every time for me. <laughs> oh, there's a few there I knew. We Finley, play. I think we like Finley. We should gotta... take uh, the, the Charles Barkley game, who he played for, <laughs> and bring that to the ride. <laughs> and I'll just guess, the loons! <laughs> or United! <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Well, yeah, you got three chances. you got three chances, yeah. yeah. All right. John, we better go. Okay. Uh, we got Wetmore reporting on Garden Island. Man, Kenny's looking at me. So. Derek Wetmore, fully responsible for everything you see on 1500ESPN.com as the web editor and also covers the twins for 1500ESPN.com. How was uh, manager Garden Hire today on his return to Target Field? Pat, you might be surprised to hear this, but he was jovial, quick with a joke, and quick to crack a smile. He really seems to be uh, at ease with his new job in Detroit. And does he still look uh, great uh, like he did uh, when he was here last year and when I saw him this spring? Still looking good uh, with uh, the blood pressure down and the weight down? He does. I can't see his blood pressure, but he's down about 40 pounds, he says. And really, you'd kind of expect to see after the uh, health scare he had a couple years ago that that he takes it really seriously and he he sound he cracked jokes of course about it but he says he is taking it pretty seriously he's walking more he's biking more he just watches what he eats and his nutrition and all that and you can tell he looks good he looks happy and uh they're playing okay for him they had a heartbreaker uh yesterday they blew one in the ninth inning which detroit is used to after all these years of uh of kicking away ball games but uh they're they're playing okay they're not they're a little better than people thought i think yeah and it's it's a fairly young team but they're without miguel cabrera and so you think well that's all she wrote but they are hanging around uh people are asking how long it's going to last, and I think that's a fair question. Um, but middle of the pack in pitching, their offense is maybe a little bit below that. Uh, but, yeah, considering the collection that they have, frankly, I'm surprised to see that they're still hanging around towards the end of May. I'm, I'm curious to see it going forward, but he is sort of, you know, making the proverbial chicken salad out of that roster right now. Hey, what, uh, who's he, did he uh, cite a couple of guys that are playing well for him? I, I know, know those kid that got hurt, Jacoby Jones, who was just completely helpless last year, had been playing okay. Yeah, most of his pregame, Pat, was talking about old memories and Tigers players on rehab assignments. So, <laughs> fairly similar to what the Twins have going on right now. But, uh, you know, I saw Nico Goodrum taking batting practice earlier, former Twins farmhand. He's a he's a bigger guy now. And, uh, yeah, I... I I don't know who's driving the bus for them offensively without Miggy in the middle. 
Um, but to even take that group, you know, and and string together a lineup, I think has been impressive. Once hey Derek, get how did they get? get how did they get? The Twins just let Goodrum go, right? And they that picked them up. Gosh, if I'm not mistaken, that was a minor league free agent deal, okay. right? Or he'd done six yeah. years in the Twins organization, I'll bet. Yeah. And it's a, it is astounding. I saw him about three years ago in Fort Myers, and he was terrible. And uh, but it's funny they they thought he was a what are you second rounder right? And they thought he was a prospect, and now he's uh, done some good stuff for them. Is he in a lineup tonight? Um, checking for you right now. Actually, he is. He's batting fifth. They they've got uh, Victor Martinez in third. Then former Twin John Hicks followed by Nico yes. Goodrum there in the middle of their lineup. So familiar faces all around. They're kind of slapping her together, though, as you said, without Cabrera. They're kind of slapping it together just like the Twins are lineup-wise. Yeah, they really are. I mean, Jacoby Jones is back, as you mentioned, but then at the bottom it's Jose Iglesias and Dixon Machado. Uh, Both of those guys, the offensive scouting report is they are good-fielding middle infielders. Uh, So uh, any uh, Maurer news? He came to the park today, right? He did. Maurer's back, but... Pat, I, I don't know. We didn't exactly get an optimistic report from the manager. I asked Molitor about the, you know, the concussion that kept him, or concussion symptoms, I should say, that kept him away from the ballpark this weekend. Molitor said that he's back. He's at the park. It was good to see him again. He's working with the trainers, doing some, you know, soft tissue work on his neck and everything like that. And somebody asked if he was still having sensitivity to light or any of those things, and Molitor said he was doing a lot better. When asked to follow up. Uh, Mueller said he's doing a lot better. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to read that exactly, but um, I'm I'm curious to see when he'll be back. I'm I'm not sure it's going to be on the short side. You know, it's not uh, it's not a key uh, element right now, except he is playing a lot. Adrian's has been a disappointment to me this year. He was a much better player last year, but he, uh, that was in much more spot duty too. But uh, he is uh, he's been okay at shortstop. But uh, I, I thought there was more in there than we've seen this year. Yeah. Uh, see, he might be the best fielding infielder that the Twins have, um, but last year just raised my expectations for what he could possibly be as a player. Um, say this for the Twins. Uh, they're not going to complain about this, but they are missing four out of their five starting infielders from yes. spring training. No Castro, no Maurer. Uh, Dozier's the only guy standing, and then, no Polanco, obviously, and no Miguel Sano. That that would affect a lot of teams. Now, Escobar is doing a great job filling in, but you can only dig so far into your depth before it starts to affect you. And I think, yeah, Adrianza has been exposed. Gregorio Petit is sort of, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but a, a placeholder in that spot. They just don't really have the depth to be able to overcome that number of injuries they, and Escobar's they, really been the best fill-in. They, uh, I mean, Ryan Lamar was up here. He played okay, but uh, they called up Jake Cave. You think they they need an outfielder, and they just wanted to take a look and see what was there? Yeah, and I don't know why Lamar didn't get the call back, but Cave has power. He has speed. The scouts were talking about him here at Target Field the other day as a guy who can kind of do a number of things, and um, you know, it's notable too that he probably jumped over. Zach Granite as soon as they claimed Cave and I think that they like him Pat um, but I think if things play the play out the way that the Twins want them to they won't have much need for a fourth outfielder with uh, Byron Buxton getting back to where he can be offensively 
and then the two guys in the corners have just been great this year. I was uh, uh, pleased, I guess, to see the read about the uh, that Molitor called them in for a sit down, Buxton, and uh, and uh, the number one, not the number one thing, but at least the number two thing in his problems was uh, taking strike one. And Molitor tried to get him back into that aggressive uh, mood that he was a couple of months uh, for a couple of months at the end of last season. Now he's got to get him to quit jumping at the ball. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I was. If just he's got to stay back on the ball, but uh, you know, they, I'm glad to see that the manager was a little uh, proactive here and uh, yeah. said, uh, "Come on, let's get back to what you were doing in August and you know, September last year." Right. You said uh, problem one. I'd say problem 1A is taking the first pitch strike that you can do yeah. damage with. Then problem 1B is swinging at the first pitch ball that you have no hope <laughs> yes. of contact. Which is, of course, what got him sent back to the minor leagues last exactly year. Exactly right. Exactly. And a guy, Buxton's always going to be a guy who has a little bit a little bit of trouble anyways making contact. And so hitters like that, I think, can especially benefit from an approach where you know, you go up there, oh, oh, and Molitor calls that a hitter's count. He says, oh, oh, is always a hitter's count because you get to decide where you want the pitch. And if it's not that pitch right there, then you can just take it for strike one, no problem. Uh, whereas we've seen Buxton, it, it just seems, Pat, to me, anecdotally, like when he's not going well, and this is last year and now into this year, he's certainly in one of those funks right now, it seems like when he's not going well, he walks to the plate with an 0-2 count. Yeah. He's just up there, and automatically it's 0-2 or 1-2. And then for any hitter, that's kind of a tough hill to climb. So Molitor talked about needing to get away from the predetermined swings and obviously expanding the strike zone. I think that there are a number of problems with Buxton, not the least of which is his timing right now at the plate. Uh, that that would be a huge get for them if they can get him back to the player he was the last couple months. Right now, he's just not there offensively. Have a fine time at jam-packed target field tonight, sir. All right, Pat. Thank All you. All right. Uh, Derek Wetmore uh, covers the Twins for 1500ESPN.com. We will be back for a rapid-fire daily complaint. On the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny, what do you got? My daily complaint is with people who listen to the Zach Lowe podcast and just <laughs> lost their minds because he and Brian Windhorse had a simple 45-second conversation. conversation about hypothetical things that could happen this summer. Carl Anthony Towns is not getting traded. Calm down, people. They're not going to trade him. What do you have there? Uh, my daily complaint is finally those long-suffering Vegas Golden Knight fans are <laughs> yes, going to be rewarded right. I, with I a trip to the so Stanley long. Cup final. I thought the same thing. Thing it was, you know, and if they could only win it, wouldn't that be great? Oh, just yeah. you know, you think of all the parents and you think people will bring radios to the grave sites of those that have passed before them to listen to the Cup final. Here's my daily complaint. I, of course, got up to watch the royal wedding. What's wrong with you? My wife, sleeping on a couch. She (laughs) fell asleep, missed it. And we were going to watch it together, hold hands. Yes. Romantic atmosphere. She's down there snoring. I had to watch it myself. But uh, I tweeted it out, and uh, I may be one of the few sports writers in America that live tweeted the the, uh, royal wedding, but it was outstanding. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. 
I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.